Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Plymouth Cars present Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. If you had about $5,000 saved up, what would you do with it? Pay off the mortgage? Buy a new car? Maybe take a trip to Europe? All wonderful plans, but first you need the cash. And you can have it sooner than you think by investing in United States savings bonds. Do it the easy, automatic way by joining the payroll savings plan where you work. You decide how much you want to save, and your employer will set it aside for you before you draw your pay. That way, you won't even miss the money. By saving only $8.80 a week, you'll have $5,000 in less than 10 years. Because savings bonds pay you back $4 for every $3 you invest, and even more if you hold them longer. Remember, you'll have the money you want tomorrow if you invest in United States savings bonds today. And you'll also have the security of a safer, stronger America. That's what your savings bonds do. They help to keep our American economy strong. They help to make this a better country for you and your children. Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista is in legal difficulty. He's been summoned to appear in municipal court on Monday to answer a charge of alienating the affections of a dog. Here he is now, trying to get some advice on the phone. So then the dog followed me home a second time, Counselor, and the owner had to drag him out of here, and now he's suing me for... What's that, huh? Oh. Okay, bye. He wouldn't take it either, huh? Too busy. This whole thing is just ridiculous, McGee. Alienating the affections of a dog, if that isn't the silliest thing. Right, and I just made up my mind on one thing. I'm going to call no more lawyers. I'm going to be my own lawyer on this case. That's what I say. It gets sillier by the minute. Gee whiz, I'm no dunce when it comes to law, you know. I've been in court before. <laughs> yes, too often. I'll show that guy Corner that he's not fooling with any amateur. He ain't got a leg to stand on, and I'm just the guy that can kick it out from under him, too. <laughs> Come in. Gentlemen of the jury, I'll say... Who are you going to say that to? Hiya, Molly. Hello, Dr. Gamble. I'm going to say it to the jury. Who else? You won't have a jury on a case like this. Okay, so I'll say it to the judge. You're going to say gentlemen of the jury to the judge? Won't that sound kind of silly? <laughs> no silly in the rest of this crazy case, Molly. <laughs> How could this thing happen, anyhow, McGee? How could a perfectly strange dog just walk up to you and fall in love with you at first sight? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Ask Molly. She done the same thing in 1918. <laughs> Come to think of it, I did it that, Doctor. Why? Well, he was gentle and obedient. Oh. He was always at my heel. Oh, sure. <laughs> and he used to run and fetch sticks for me after school <laughs> with candy apples on no. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Doc, you were here yesterday. You saw how that puddin-headed pooch followed me around all day. You saw me trying to get rid of him. Yes, I saw it, and I'll never forget it. The picture I have in my mind of that misshapen mountain of dog meat kissing you goodbye <laughs> while Mr. Corner tried to drag him away and the policeman tried to hand you the summons is a picture I'd love to have framed. <laughs> That's exactly what that guy Corner is trying to do to me, frame me. Uh, and he's not going to get away with it, too, either. 
I'm going to be my own lawyer on this thing. Oh, I gathered, and I wouldn't miss this for the world. I wish we could miss it. I can just see the scene now. The crowded courtroom, the judge on the bench, mm-hmm. the dog on the witness stand, the perspiration on McGee. Oh, it's hot in the courtroom. This case looks bad. McGee throws himself on the mercy of the court. The dog throws himself on McGee. The owner throws himself on the dog. And the judge throws them all on the calaboose. <laughs> oh, this should be fun. <laughs> I'll see you in court, Gladstone. Goodbye, Molly. Bye. Who's he calling a Gladstone, the big bag? <laughs> wonder if that guy Corner would listen to reason and call this whole thing off, Molly. You think he would? Well, it certainly won't hurt to try. No. Why don't you call him up and explain that you don't want any part of his dog and you never did? It's the truth. I don't know. I just hate to talk to the guy. He's go so... on. Go on. Call him. He's probably cooled off by now and realizes he was in the wrong. Talk to him nice. 79 Whistler Vista, Monty McGee speaking. Yes, he is. For you, dearie. It's the Gazette calling. Thanks. Hello? Yeah. Oh, reporter, huh? Well, anything I can do for the gentlemen of the press, I'm always... Huh? Where did you get that information, bud? Well, it's a lie, every bit of it. I never lured that big mangy slob of a dumb beast away from any place. Oh, my. That slab-sided, mutton-headed, peanut-brained monster is so stupid he don't know where his home is, that's all. Yes, you can quote me. No, I wouldn't take custody of that moron mongrel if Corner gave me the whole store as alimony. What? No, I won't. Wise guy. What'd he say? Seems to think there's something very funny about me being sued for alienation of a dog's affections. Ask me how it feels to be called a love pirate. Wanted me to come down and have a picture took. You refused? I'll say I refused. I'm not going to pose with no 150 pounds of dog in my lap. <laughs> Doggone it, there must be something I can do. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Part by part, only Plymouth dares to compare. Plymouth engineers have taken apart the 1954 Plymouth and current models of the other two best-known cars in the lowest price field. They've compared the three part by part. Chassis, body, under the hood, the whole car. Get the full story in the big eight-page booklet. Yours free at your Plymouth dealer. You'll find the features only Plymouth offers. As just one example, check under the hood. Plymouth tops the other two in generators, spark plugs, air cleaner, cooling fans. Get this comparison booklet free at your Plymouth dealer. Learn why Plymouth is America's best buy low-price car. And remember this figure, $1,582. That's the factory retail price of the Plymouth six-passenger Plaza Club Sedan. That's at factory Detroit, Michigan. All taxes, transportation, delivery charges, license, and optional equipment are extra. Part by part, only Plymouth dares to compare. Wimp here, our good friend Wallace Wimple. He knows Fudd Sutton, personally. Well, don't you get it, kiddo? Fudd Sutton is a cousin of Albie Ross. Albie's wife's father, you see, is Horace Collier. You still don't get it, huh? If you boys will excuse me, I'm baking a cake. Well, don't go. This is important about my trial Monday. So is the cake. It's got a file in each layer. Yeah, but Horace Collier has the parking lot next to Corner's appliance store, and Wimp is going to talk to Fudd Sutton, who'll contact Albie Ross, who'll go see Mr. Collier, and ask him to tell Corner to call off this whole mess. Why don't you just telephone Corner yourself? Oh, Molly, you can't handle a thing like this like that. you got to do it smart. you got to finesse around, don't you, Wimp? Oh, yes. Use diplomacy. Yeah, diplomacy. You got a diploma, Wimp? 
Well, not with me, Mr. McGee. It's in my trunk. Oh. It's from adding machine school. Oh? You graduated from an adding machine school, huh? With honors, Mrs. McGee. Wow. My diploma says right across the top in gold letters, Wallace Wimple, Ph.D. Ph.D.? Boy. Yes. I always kept forgetting what to do after I put the numbers in the adding machine. Uh-huh. So the principal put a Ph.D. on my diploma to remind me. Pull handle down. Oh. Oh. Well, come on, Wimp. We'd better get the show on the road, boy. Yes. I'll run right downtown and see Fred Sutton. Uh, don't go away. I'll phone you. Bye, Mrs. McGee. Goodbye. Good boy. Ah, there's a nice little guy, Molly. Got a heart as big as all outdoors. Yes, and habits to match. What you mean? He left the front door open. Close it, will you, McGee? Sure. Boy, oh boy, I hope this thing works out the way. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi. It's me, Teeny. Oh, <laughs> hello there, Teeny. Come on in. <laughs> what can I do for you, sis? Well, I brought you something, mister. Oh? Look, I got a president for you, I betcha. You. you mean a present? Sure. It's a present of a president, see? Oh, what do you know? George Washington's picture on a calendar. That's for me, sis? Mm-hmm. For when you go to jail. Huh? Now, wait a minute. Who around here says I'm going to go to jail? Who around here doesn't? <laughs> you, you mean you mean to say that the neighbors are talking? What are they talking about? About nothing else. Gee, you shouldn't have done it, mister. You shouldn't have given that dog your afflictions. It was my affections, and I gave him very little of them. Gee, I hope they don't keep you in jail too long, because the calendar only runs till the end of December, and after that, you wouldn't know what time it was. So long, mister. I'll write to you. Hey, Molly, did Wimp call yet? Did he call? Did the phone ring? Not yet, McGee. See, I wonder if I should run downtown and buy a new hat for the trial. I know you want me to look nice for the judge because that might help, you, you know. You just relax, Tootsie. There ain't going to be any trial. I hope you're right. Look, all it takes on legal trouble like this is connections, that's all. And I'm a guy with connections. Mr. Wimple, you mean? You betcha. All Wimple has to do is merely convince Spud Sutton that Albie Ross should get Horace Collier to talk that guy corner out of persecuting me and call the whole thing off. Doggone that doggone dog anyhow. If he hadn't come into my life... Ah, oh, that must be Wimp now. Here's where my connections pay off. Hello? Hello? Who is it? Is that you, Wimp? Yes, Mr. McGee. It's him, Molly. Did you get to Fudd Sutton okay, Wimp? Yes, Mr. McGee. He talked to Albie Ross? Yes, Mr. McGee. Ross talked to Horace Collier? Yes, Mr. McGee. Collier talked to that guy Corner yet? Yes, Mr. McGee. Swell, Wimp, swell. What did Corner say? No, Mr. McGee. What? No? You mean he won't call off the case? Oh, dear. Why not? Well, it's that interview you gave the Gazette. The paper came out, and Mr. Connor read it, and he's simply livid. He says he was ready to call it all off till he read that article. Yeah, but, but... He didn't mind what you said about him, but when you abused and insulted his dog, oh, he's fighting mad. I'm sorry I tried. Well, thanks, Wally. One of your connections come unscrewed, dearie? Yeah. You better buy that new hat after all. I'm going to need all the help I can get. Sybil and Molly will be right back. This is Bill Goodwin, ladies and gentlemen. Have you heard the wonderful new features on Bob Hope's morning radio show? Bob Hope and the Experts, for instance, provides about as many laughs as you can crowd into a few minutes. Real experts like Don Loper on styles and fashions. Kitty Termel on etiquette, and Chef Milani on cooking. 
They're Bob's guests and answer questions from the audience while Bob helps with answers of his own. Let's listen in on Bob and Chef Milani, for instance, during a recent session. How are you, Giuseppe? Hello, Alberto. Hello, Alberto. Hey, Giuseppe. <laughs> I got a massage. I got a massage from you from Luigi. <laughs> Got a massage in my pocket. See, he speaks better English than I do. <laughs> you know, when he was uh, three years old, he could speak a better English than I speak another. I'm a 47 years in this country. Well, that's the kind of fun you're missing if you don't try to listen to Bob Hope every morning on this NBC station. See your local paper for the time. And none of my friends ever heard of a case like this, McGee. Alienating a dog. Well, me either. All I could find out was Mabel Toops' cleaning woman says her uncle was once charged with embezzling a horse. <laughs> embezzling a horse? <laughs> Sounds like a similar case. How'd he come out? A broken man. Hmm. Well, good night. Good night, all. NBC and Plymouth Cars have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed. With Bill Thompson as Mr. Wimple and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. On Monday, McGee goes on trial for alienating the affections of Mr. Corner's dog, Flash. As the courtroom in Wispel Vista has a very limited capacity, you are urged to remain at home, tuned into this station, as the proceedings will be broadcast. This is John Wald reminding you to listen again on Monday night to Fever McGee and Mop. Follow the Senate committee hearing tonight on the NBC radio network.